Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2016 and beyond. I am Ryan, and I have a full den of nerds. To my right is... Uh, James. To my left is... Brad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back it up. Best director, Brad. Award-winning. Award-winning director, Brad. Catastrophe swept. They They got pretty good, huh? Yeah, I think we tied for most awards. Yeah, well, you got best director... Best special effects, and just like the Academy, you didn't win Best Picture though. <laughs> that's right. okay. We're, th- <laughs> we're third best film. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. No, that's really cool. Um, and and somewhat insulting to whoever won won Best Picture. Yeah. Oh. So they're the they're, man. I won Best Picture, but I'm not the best director. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, the Best Picture was pretty good though. <laughs> it, it was animation, 3D animation, live oh, nice. action. Um, How did they do a 3D animated movie in two days? Exactly. Holy shit. Yeah, they do good they, work. Well, they, they probably had it canned and then they they fit it in. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, there's this one part where you, you just say whatever words are required. Yeah. No, nah, that was Stranger Studios and yeah, they're up and up. They won before. They, I think 2012. Nice. Cool. But um, big accomplishment, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet to get recognized like that. And then at one point we uh, opened up the envelope with the uh certificates in it and the special effects one actually said best sound effects so we were like oh shit did mike actually win for best sound like effects and we later found out that it the certificate was wrong so Uh it was still special effects but um yeah very cool cool. yeah and then uh yesterday i just submitted it submitted it to sundance so we'll see wow Wow. very cool that so either gets in or i lost 80 bucks (laughs) cost 80 bucks to submit a short film to sundance wow wow uh, 83 with the uh submission protection it's pretty awesome though it's probably my favorite of your 48 hour films thank you um so yeah good job good job brad thanks guys i'm, I'm proud of you I, I saw that you didn't have a black shirt your your crew shirts weren't black oh yeah they were red <laughs> or was it maroon that's because uh the black ones we did make I, I talked yeah about you talked time. about it yeah but then we were giving you a hard time about not adding any color and then i was right. proud of you that there was actually color yeah Red and black. Red and black. <laughs> so still like we blood colors. One color. But <laughs> reverse real nerds colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, um, you go with what works. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good time. Thanks. So guys. you've won uh, two best director awards this year. Yeah. You're moving up. Um. Yeah. Things are things are turning up, Brad. They are. <laughs> and you, uh, you're also a cinematographer for a feature film right now, which is hopefully done in November. So we're. Very cool. Powering through that. Yeah. Got a dozen other projects going on. Yeah. Always Neat. working on something. Yeah. Not Real Nerds Post Show Season 2, though. Nope. <laughs> Not yet. I'm still waiting for the scripts. Yeah. That's all right. You're busy. I'm I not going to... I figured not... I'd let you settle into Police Academy. <laughs> oh, thanks. Rather than... Dude, we should base them on Police Academy. Huh? <laughs> Can I be the guy who makes sound effects? Yes. Can we film at Police Academy? Sure. Oh. Sweet. <laughs> 
That could be a storyline. It's like it's just Red Rocks Community College, so oh, it's not that exciting. Cool. It's like in a separate part of the college, though. If that makes it cooler, <laughs> an exclusive part of the college. It where is. Yeah, the kids can't go. It's the West Side. Oh, literally. West Side represent. Uh, so we got a phone call this week, guys. What do we do? We got a phone call from Brad's butt. This is what it said. <laughs> Add a funny sound effect, James. <laughs> it better not be fart noises. <laughs> hey, your 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 butt's the one that called. Remember the South Park with like farts fun. <laughs> butt Affleck. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know how that even happened. I don't know. It was pretty funny though because I saw it and I was like, I'm looking at the number. I'm like, okay, this is clearly somebody who knows us, but there's just nothing. And then I I, I looked up the number of my phone because it's 2015 and I don't know any goddamn phone numbers. Um, so. And then I saw it was you, and I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Even weirder is that I usually get notified that those calls come through, and I didn't. So I don't yeah, know why yeah. you got them. Uh, the email come in. Oh, email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because it goes to the email. Yeah. Uh, a couple f- uh, fun things, guys. Uh, we'll be at Mile High Horror. Uh, I, we don't have a table because it's sold out so fast. But yeah. I will be there Saturday, just slumming it. Well, and the truth is, like, it's so out. it's so busy that, like... They, they don't have, the Alamo doesn't have enough room for everybody to have like a table anymore. And so it's the same thing as last year. It's like, it's more effective for us to just sort of be there, talk to people, see movies, you know, rather than, um. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully we'll, uh. I wonder if we could, uh, cause I have one of those pop-up canopies. Maybe we could just have like a table outside somewhere in the parking lot. Uh, we can ask Steve. I don't know. We could get one of those and we could just, we could just do that in any parking lot. Sam's Club on a Saturday, man, that nice. place gets busy. And you got free samples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who wants to listen to some audio as you shop? Um, but uh, the reason I bring up Mount High Horror, besides us being there, is uh, we met a very nice lady named Sammy at Denver Comic Con. Yeah, and uh, she introduced us to the stubby Shaleles, who actually we interviewed the previous year as well. Mm-hmm. But she represents them, and their album Critical Fell is coming out October twenty seventh. Dope. Uh, I'll post some stuff really soon about that that she sent us. But I just wanted to get the word out that October 27th, you'll be able to purchase their album, Critical Fail. And the reason she sent it to us is she said that it deals with a lot of nerdy stuff, Star Wars and It's called Critical books. Fail. That yeah, exactly. Is, uh... So it's geared right towards our audience. So make sure on October 27th, you find the Stubby Shaleles. They are on iTunes and download their album, Critical Fail will be available. And their interview is really funny. Um, I'll, I'll repost it this week so people can get an idea of who these guys are. And here's a sample track from the... Do we have that? Uh, I don't know if we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We're going to put our foots in our mouths. Because I'll say... Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, they're also going to be doing comic book store appearances. Comic book store appearances. So I'll let you know where they're playing. Um, but no, Brad, because she also said, make sure this doesn't get out. So... <laughs> All right. Wait, we're supposed to advertise the album, but well, no, we can advertise the album, but we can't put the songs out. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But why does she warn us not to put she, the songs she's... out if we don't have them? No, we do. We no. have the songs. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Oh, she sent us a press kit. <laughs> right. We're we're press. So when she's like, "Do you want this?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll take that." And she says, "Okay, here's the songs. Make sure they uh, aren't put out, though." Okay, I'm right. totally not going to upload those to, to Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Totally not going to do that. Don't. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, she also sent me a couple books by authors, uh, Harris Gray, 
It's called the Vampire Vic Trilogy. I'm done with the first book. I'm halfway through the second one. So look for that as well. Cool. Uh, it's a vampire story that takes place in, um, in Earth. Colorado. So. Oh, cool. It's right up our alley. It was really cool. They sent me the books and the, both the authors signed them. So that cool. was really nice of them. Yeah. Uh, she said, do you want a digital one? And I have a hard time reading books digitally. Uh, I read Star Wars, uh, Darth Plagueis on digitally and it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. I, right. Cause it, there's no pages. Yeah. I mean, it's okay if I'm traveling and stuff like, I don't know. I'm, I'm old school. I like, I like filling the books. Yeah. Uh, that's how I roll. Uh, we also have a new follower on Twitter. Uh, the writer of Angel and Faith oh, is now yeah. following us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have almost all of, <laughs> The uh, comic book uh, Buffyverse. We just need Joss Whedon to follow us, and we're good. We're, uh, we're working on it. Yeah. We'll get there. I mean, we know J.J. Abrams, so it's just a matter of time before. <laughs> when, when you started that, I was like, oh, shit, are we starting a new segment where we name off all of our Twitter all of our new Twitter followers? No, only the week? ones that are celebrities. And this is the name-dropping segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you tried yeah, we, just tweeting Joss Whedon? Say, hey, will you follow uh, us? He's not on Twitter right now. Uh, yeah, oh, not. that's right. Yeah. yeah. He left because the feminists are weird. Uh, yeah. Just let that, let, let, mm, pregnant pause. Let that breathe. Let it breathe. And fudge. So what else do you guys do this week? Um, not much, man. Worked. I watched, I watched people play, uh, Until Dawn on the internet. That game looks awesome. I went to the, uh, Alamo Draft House to, uh, do the, um, Adam the Amazing Zombie Killer DVD release party. Oh, yeah. Was that fun? That was up. Yeah. It's a good show. Good. Um, seeing that movie on big screen and they had their own custom menu like we did. And are you gonna, are you gonna do their, their Blu-ray distribution for them? They, you gonna offer them a, a, uh, like a, a package? There's no reason to put on Blu-ray because it was shot on like mini DV. So, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Gotcha. They, and the DVDs they did release the first batch from their distributor, uh, they mess up the audio sync on the special features. No shit. So, like, they're waiting for, like, another batch to come out. Oh, well, that's fucked. Uh, Man. That's, yeah. Happens a lot, though. Yeah. I mean, I have Halloween 4 from a huge company that fucked it up, so it happens. Uh, the real reason I was delaying because I had to bring up, uh, this is what's playing at the Alamo this week. Hey guys, welcome to the Alamo Draft House. Did you know that this year, one in five moviegoers runs the risk of catching cooties? Thankfully, a recent study shows that cooties is completely preventable with this one rule. Don't talk or text during a film. That's right, scientists found a direct link between cooties and talking and texting. Not only is this a highly contagious disease with a very high mortality rate, but even worse, can get you banned from the Alamo Draft House. Only you can prevent cooties. The uh, action pack is having a better off dead quote along. Uh, that, of course, is the 1980 movie starring one John Cusack, and he holds. Um, uh, no, that's the other one. Let's say anything. This one is John Cusack still, though. Uh, Alien yes. will be showing this week as well, dude. Uh, the Absinthe Dinner is From Hell, which is a really cool movie with Johnny Depp as a detective trying to track down Jack the Ripper. That's the first movie that made Alan Moore hate Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. It's not that bad. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Uh, I don't know if I want to drink Absinthe, though. Yeah. Eh. 
I mean, I've, I have. But I the just... but the cool thing is, is the dinners. You know, the tickets are probably like thirty, forty dollars, and you get a five course meal. Yeah. Uh, Tough Guy Cinema is the Matrix. Cool. Mondo X Chiller is Nightmare on Elm Street. The the, uh, the original. The original. One? Yeah. I, I I no, I won't say it. Um. <laughs> Because it's actually a Nightmare on Elm Street, not just Nightmare on Elm oh, Street. Oh, yeah. Way to be that guy. Yep, that's me. Uh, Repo Man is also playing uh, this week. Ooh. Adventures in Babysitting, which I watched just a couple weeks ago with the uh, lead actor, Keith Coogan, who will be there to help uh, present the film. Cool. Those are fun. I saw the Monster Squad with uh, the lead actor from the Monster Squad, and that was fun. And he wore the Stephen King's Rules shirt, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, St- September is a movie James is going to go down and see is AI. <laughs> I, I'm slightly tempted because I haven't seen it since theaters mm-hmm. and I hated that movie when it was, when it came out. But uh, I watched like this uh, little featurette about how like well made that movie is on a Steven Spielberg side. Like I still am going to hate the plot. Um, but there's a lot of like themes and, and things he does inside the camera that are pretty cool. I haven't seen movie. it in a really long Maybe it's yeah. in theaters, too. Laura has it on DVD, but I'm like, I have to watch it on DVD then. Ah, uh, yeah. Plus, you want there to be a little bit of a buffer so that you can you can cop out and not watch the movie because it's AI. Yeah. You know? So if I have to go and pay and watch it, then I'll, I'd have to be stuck there. You know what I mean? Re- yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd have we'll to be see. like on a dare. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Tough Guy Cinema is also showing Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Cool. Which is a great movie. Uh, the Indian Jones trilogy. I guess they're having problems with A's. It's the Indiana Jones trilogy. <laughs> Indian. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make that poster. Nice. <laughs> Alex is going to stop sending you these emails if she hears this. Uh, afternoon tea is Elizabeth. So, <laughs> You've got nothing on that one? Yeah. That's a great movie. Have you ever seen Elizabeth? I have not. It's really good. I it's saw both- Elizabeth Town. Uh, no, I, I no, was trying to think of something clever to say for Elizabeth, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, uh, both Elizabeth and and uh, Elizabeth Two Golden Age. I don't think it's called Two; it's just called Elizabeth Golden Age. Those are those are good movies. Yeah. So make sure you lag lag. Make sure you log on to drafthouse.com slash Littleton, and you'll be able to purchase all those tickets online, or you can download their app for any Android, iOS operating device. Cool. Hey, you, you know, also- we've, this one's coming up, but for Halloween this year, they're going to show Cabin in the Woods. Sweet. Um, so I'm, pro- I'm probably going to go see that. I know. So they also have Army of go- Darkness coming out, too. Yeah. But it comes out that they're showing it there two days after the Blu-rays released. Oh. Like the special edition one. Huh. But I still want to go see it. Yeah, oh, totally. Let me watch Army of Darkness six times. Kind of you that you're like, I don't want to do both. <laughs> no, I told you I'm going to do both. <laughs> right. Because they also said they're giving away like free gifts, so I better get a ticket for that soon. Because they give you a fast. DVD. Oh yeah. <laughs> they give me if they give me another Blu-ray, that's cool too. Yeah, then but I'm, it's the Screwhead edition, so you just yeah. like break it in half yeah. and throw it in the trash. No, then I'll drive right down to Trade Smart. And right. <laughs> Um, you can also buy tickets to open screen at October 8th. That's coming up. Oh, very cool. So, very cool. When do people have to have submissions in? Uh, we're closed already. Oh, are you? Yeah, You're we're full? full. Yeah. Wow. Man. So it's a big hit at the Alamo. Yeah. Um, Zach Eastman's new film will be playing. Oh, that's there. right. He did say that to me. Um, and then maybe real news episode four. We'll see. Okay. Um, but yeah, we got a quite a few, cool. not really a lot of Halloween stuff, but sure. It's all right. Neat. That's very cool. Very cool. That last, was, that last one was really good. So, last my, show. my, yeah, my expectations are high. So if I go and it's a bunch of garbage, it'll be sad. Well, I think the, uh, no knock on the, uh, Oriental, but I think the bug, I mean the bug, the Alamo kind of ups it. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. When you can hear and see your movies clearly yeah. and just food. Yeah. Available. Yeah. Not yeah. just chips and 
<laughs> whatever they have back there. Fun theater, though. Yeah. Yeah, I like it right now. Just far away. Yeah. Cool. What's next? Uh, pff, going to your mom's house and... Whoa, oh. whoa, whoa. Hey, she's listening, man. <laughs> I said I was going to go to your mom's house and ask for a sandwich. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. She'd, she'd feed you. I know she would, because oh. I missed your freaking Labor yeah, Day party. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I made a lot of mac and cheese. I know. My wife came and like, oh, I had so much fun eating. I was like, yeah, I fucking got the shit kicked out of me for eight hours. <laughs> yeah. That's why you shouldn't try to, like, elevate yourself. You should just... <laughs> just just stay unemployed, life. man. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? Uh, let's do DVDs. Cool. When did you move in? About five years ago. By the power of Grayskull. Point Break or Bad Boys 2? Which one do you think I prefer? No, I mean, which one do you want to watch first? You are pulling my leg. Uh, we get Blu-rays on Real Nerds, James. We never we never start with that, so I just thought it would be good. I thought it would be good. I'm just saying that we don't buy DVDs anymore. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, Brad, what are, you, uh, what are you getting? You got something good coming out this week, right? Um, yeah. Not the one that I have on the screen. <laughs> Talk about the movie that's coming out that you want to see. Because you didn't you didn't bring it up because you didn't care. No, I did. It's just further down the stack because it was further because nobody else is fucking buying it, so it's not at the top of well, the list. Because Criterion's are thirty dollars. Yeah, that's really yeah. the reason. So Moonrise Kingdom is getting its Criterion edition, which means Grand Budapest is not far off either. Very cool. Um, so yeah, Moonrise Kingdom Criterion. It'll look consistent on my shelf. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have all of his movies like right next to each other? Yeah. Really? And do you, do you have the normal uh, standard edition of Moonrise Kingdom? I do. So what do you do with it? You keep it too? No, I'm going to trade it in. Nice. What do you? Uh, how do you organize your Blu-rays? Uh, I know how Ryan does it, and it's fucked up and weird. Well, actually did genre before him, and then I also do genre and then like spine color. Weird. Um, and typography. Yeah, so... Oh, typography! <laughs> so up on the, up on the top the- left are all the steel books, which are mostly Warner Brothers... Batman related, sure. and then to the right of that are the Wes Anderson Criterion, sure. Almo Draft House special cases, and yeah, stuff. like and the then, clear cases. And then I think below that is, uh, God, I'm blanking right now. Well, towards the middle, there's like Robert Robert Rodriguez, uh, Quentin Tarantino, uh, Hobo the Shotgun, like all those grindhouse genre type movies. And then I think to the left of that is like. The early Blu-rays, they're like Terminator 2 and The Prestige. Like, they all had the same yeah. promotional cover for Blu-ray rather right, than the art. Right, they had that swoop at the top. Yeah. It was like, Blu-ray experience. Yeah. Yeah, and then to the right, there's all, like, the Disney stuff. Oh, yeah, and there's, like, the superhero, like, Avengers in between Wes Anderson and Batman. And then to the right, there's, like, Disney and then X-Men because they're all, like, larger boxes. And then below that are, like, the book edition stuff. Like the actual Blu-ray books. This is impenetrable. How is anybody supposed to find anything? No one comes over. And they don't have to find anything. <laughs> Nobody comes over. Um, yeah. Well, this week you're going to have to figure out where Pitch Perfect 2 goes on your Blu-ray shelf. Because that's coming out. The Aka Awesome Edition. It looks blue, so it'll probably go with the Disney stuff. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty good. And the internet just shit itself. 
Okay. Civilization's uh, collapsing. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, the first season of The Flash is coming out this week on Blu-ray, so we can all ignore that. Ryan, you haven't watched, right? No. No, I don't okay. watch CW one of other shows. <laughs> you know, Gotham came out last week, and Netflix is supposed to get it, but it's not on there. Really? Huh. I know. Every time I see, like, uh, every time I, I see, good. yeah, promos for that show, I don't want to watch it. Network television, like, um, superhero stuff just seems in general, pretty bad. Speaking of which, Arrow Season 3 is coming out this week. Everybody tells me that show is good. That's all I've heard. I don't believe them. Yeah. Flash and I guess Arrow I are should... like the biggest superhero shows right now. I think they're bigger than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They are. They are. They are. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, there is a 3D Doctor Who movie or mm. double episode set. I don't know what this is. I guess that means I should catch up on Doctor Who. Um, Dark Water and Death in Heaven are both uh, getting released on a 3D Blu-ray, which seems weird. I, maybe they released them in theaters on 3D. Uh, I don't understand why there's a 3D edition, but whatever. Uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is getting a 40th anniversary, 40th anniversary set. The Rocky Horror Picture like, Show is like Army of Darkness, where they have a new edition every two years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this one comes with like some pink gloves or some shit. Uh, I, I don't really understand that movie. So I don't know what it is, but it's, it's it seems cool, I guess. Um, there's a movie called Mannequin. Yeah, that's an 80s movie where yeah. Mannequin comes to life. Have you never heard of Mannequin? No. Um, there's two of them. <laughs> yeah. Some guys have all the luck is the tagline. It, it, it looks like the poster for an episode of Happy Days. Yeah, it does. Like, you know, like it's just, it seems very strange. It's using the original art. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mannequin 2 has Kim Cattrall's the mannequin. Yeah. And there's that, like, that flaming black guy. Yeah. Who runs is the department store or something. Flaming, like he's on fire? Why are we yes, burning black guys? Fire. Yeah, he's on fire. It's the whole movie. <laughs> That's all he does. He runs up oh, and down the he, aisles. He found it. Yeah. They're on a Cadillac this time. So, uh, Mannequin 2, which they spell out 2 on the move. On the so move. It's, but it's, it's not a horror movie. Right? It could be. <laughs> if a mannequin came to life, that's pretty horrific to me. Mannequin, mannequin comes to life and starts lighting black people on fire. Like, um, yeah. Um, all right. And, man, I didn't see. There's a Blu-ray edition of Indian in the Cupboard. Uh, is The Sentinel the, the Screen Factory release this week? Okay. All right. I was, I've been looking for it and I was like, I, it, this one looks kind of weird because it's like that 70s cover. Yeah. Um, I think it's made in 77. Yeah, so it, it doesn't stand out in the set as yeah, much. Yeah, a lot but. of times I was reading – the cool thing about Scream Factory is they actually tell you why they can't do some things. And for their movies that aren't collector's editions, they always try to get the original posters, and sometimes they can't because of rights and things like that. The tagline here is, There must forever be a guardian at the gate from hell. She was young. She was beautiful. She was the next. The Sentinel. Damn. So is that a movie where, like, there has to be... Is it like Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Does she have to, like, stand at the gates of hell and, like, fight demons off? There's nothing like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, James. Well, I I know that. No, it's not. So what is it? Do you know what the... I don't. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then we will just move. But just know, if since it's Scream Factory, I'm sure there's cool things on it. We will just move on uh, to The Mighty Quinn, starring Denzel Washington. Nice. Uh, which I didn't know this movie existed. I only want to pull it up because this this is my favorite cover of the week. Um, it looks like it looks like I don't know, um, like like the Mighty Ducks or something. But it's just young Denzel Washington looking cool and holding a revolver. On the beat. Look at that. Dude, I might have to get that movie. Right? Doesn't this just look awesome? <laughs> like, that's pretty great. Uh, uh, yeah, it just makes you feel like it's 1992. 
uh, I have no idea what year this movie came out, but that's what it that's what it looks like. Um, so anyway, that appears to be everything of note. I don't know. There's some other weird stuff. Did you get it? Ever- 1989. Oh, really? All right. That was pretty close. Just like, reading. No, same year he did Glory. Into the mic. The same year he did Glory. Oh, okay. Wow. And then yeah. he went on to have... Is all uphill from there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think there was ever a, uh, a the the mighty Quinn two. <laughs> Quinning it again. <laughs> Back at it. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the Inanna in the cupboard? That was big when I was a kid. So. Yeah, I read the book a, a few times. No. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure. You put the toys in the cupboard and they came to life. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them is an Indian. And um, yeah, it's actually a giant metaphor for the Trail of Tears. Just let that wow. joke breathe. Yeah, let uh, it breathe. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing next? Um, I don't care. Oh, shit. Uh, let's do... Oh, we get some passion from you in this show here, Ryan. Uh, let's... Oh, I, did... I forgot to tell people that we went and saw Cooties this week. We did. Cooties is our movie of the week. I, I know. Stay tuned for the end of the show to hear what we thought about Cooties. Um, let's do box office predictions. Okay. Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. What comes out next Next week week is interesting. Um, There's a lot of limited releases coming out. Uh, the big release is Hotel Transylvania 2. Did you guys see the first one? No. It's actually pretty cute. Is it? Yeah, I got it. it. I always get movies when they're, you know, two or three dollars, and that's the one, if you've been to Tradesmart, it's takes up like two shelves of Hotel Transylvania Blu-rays. Yeah. So yeah, it's a cute movie. Um, the second one looks cute too. Uh, my guess is that we'll probably win the weekend. Uh, there's but also- M. Sandler's in it, so it'll probably suck. <laughs> there's also the, the Intern is coming out, which is the Robert De Niro and Works Rachel. Anne Hathaway. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, uh, where, where like, they, like, they go, they go to work at Google because yeah. they can't get jobs anymore. And then, like, no, they that's meet the Rose Byrne. Oh, all right. Does this one have Rose Byrne in it? No. I'm I might out. see it if it did. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, it says Sicario is, Sicario is open. I think it's limited release. But it says it's nationwide expansion. What? Because it's only six theaters this week. It's, well, it's definitely, it's not at the Alamo for a couple more weeks. I know that. Yeah, so I, think it's a slow expansion yeah so uh i mean i really want to see that movie because i heard it's totally wicked yeah and emily blunt i heard the, kicks the, so much ass the, in it. the prisoners was great i will see whatever that guy makes uh next. the next. movie that we actually have a guest who wants to come on next week is Sweet. the green inferno great which is a cannibal movie not gonna see that uh that's fine uh his name's tommy and he's a really big uh horror movie guy and he loves cannibal movies so he's gonna cool. come on and school us Cool. And so I'll see the Green Inferno. I'm going to go see the Keeping Room. Okay. Is that? Yeah, it's going to be the element cool. next week. Yeah. Uh, Brad, you're welcome to see whatever you want next week. I'll probably be on set. So. So you're out. Yeah. Although I'd probably go see the Green Inferno because I've heard, I've heard about it good. forever. Yeah. It's supposed to come out last year. Yeah. Eli Roth, I think, was on Doug Loves Movies with mm-hmm. like two of the actors. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about like sure. what, how much of a bitch it was to make. Like, yeah, it's dangerous- shot in the Amazon or something. Yeah, it's like super dangerous. Sure, you don't want to see it, James? People yep. getting eaten. Great. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing good. Hotel Transylvania is going to do 47 million. Uh, that's just a shot in the dark. Yeah, that seems fair. You know, for 47, 47. 
Um, I'll go 35. Yeah, it's pretty pretty close too. I'll just I'll I'll split the difference. I'll go with an, an even 41. Yeah, and the reason I think it actually might do pretty well is there's really no other kid movies out right now. Yeah. So or and and it's movies? and it's been a while. And I think the first one made 170 million dollars. What was the last kids movie? Oh man. Um Mm. Inside Out. <laughs> point, point made. Yeah. It wasn't min- Minions was after minions. Inside Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Minions. Yeah. You know that movie Home made like, it's like the 10th highest grossing movie of the year. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I never heard anyone talk about it. No. no. Seen, yeah. There's and no toys. And I think toys. Jim Parsons' voice is really annoying in kids, it. Kids movies just make money, man. I was just, they just Inside do. Out's at like 357 million. Yeah. Which it should be. Right. But that movie's good. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, wow, yeah, that movie made a ton of money. That's a movie I would take my niece to see. And Pixar still has a good dinosaur coming out this year, so. I know, that's crazy. Oh, man, we have like... hardly seen anything about it. I'm almost afraid of that movie, to be honest. Well, well I mean, but here's the thing. How many. T- of course, I was afraid of Inside Out. So. Yeah, as I, I, I was <laughs> say, how many trailers did you actually see for Inside Out? Right. They really don't put trailers out. Well, they used to, but their films used to be marketable yeah well, and now these these two appear not to be now it's just hey we're pixar and disney we make good movies you're gonna come see it right i'm pretty sure it's how it's going yeah i mean the question is if they had thrown another like five million dollars of marketing at it would they've made another hundred million dollars well i mean if you're making 400 million dollars on a movie about emotion then i think they're all right sure well a billion dollars i think it's worldwide it's over a billion now yeah um cool Hey, just I, I just want to point this out. The visit has already made thirty five million dollars, and it costs five to make. Yeah. So we'll be getting the visit too, or maybe M Night Shyamalan. The could. revisit. The revisit. Oh, now we're definitely getting the visit too. Oh man. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll just mean that M Night will go make like a, a good movie. I think he needed it, though. I mean, his last few movies have not been well received. No, he yeah, he needed a good solid kick in the butt. To tell him, dude, stop being, stop having the big head. You're not the coolest kid in class. I knew he like, had that problem before, though, because he was supposed to make. Uh, oh, it was. I I always reference this article to the downfall of M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Uh, I read it when Lady in the Water came out, and he went to Disney because that's who made his movies originally: Signs, uh, Unbreakable, and Success. Buena Vista. Yeah. So he he went to them, and the head of Disney, she said. This movie is not good. The script is horrible. Get out of my office and rewrite this. And he cried. He's like, someone will make this movie. And he went to Warner Brothers and they made it and it, he hasn't recovered since. Yeah. So yeah, come off your high horse, dude. Just make a good movie. You know, I know he can do it. I've right. seen him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to see, I want to see him tell a story I want to hear. Yeah. I want him to be so good that he goes and adapts The Legend of Korra live action and makes it awesome. No, I don't. Actually, I don't want That's anybody to, say, to touch. Whoa. I don't want anybody to touch that fucking thing because it's perfect. But, or how about this? I want him to go back and remake The Last Airbender so that it's awesome and actually <laughs> becomes like the franchise that it should have been. Maybe. Sure. The, 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 the thing that everyone's clam- is clamoring for, The Last Airbender 2. When was the last time I clamored for anything that most people clamored for? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> hey, this is what's happening in the world of movies. This is real news. In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window... Open it and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. 
Oh, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. I like a do the cha-cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. Okay, so this this first piece of news has got to have like a couple of grains of salt that go with it. Okay. Um, but mm, the, uh, salty. Uh, Empire is reporting this morning that in an interview, um, John Landis, who I don't know why oh, yeah, John Landis would too. know this. I don't know why John Landis would know this other than it says like, hey, he's like, well, in a recent conversation I was having with George Lucas. Who has no rights to movies anymore. doesn't really have any control over whether or not they, they put out Blu-rays of his movies. Uh, John Landis is reporting that they are going to put out the original trilogy on Blu-ray, um, like the original cuts, you know. Uh, which would be awesome. That would be awesome. But here, here's a problem. When I read the article, they're already investing so much in the cool stool, <laughs> the cool steel books that yeah. are coming out. Yeah. But wouldn't you, like, it makes a lot of sense to me because. I mean, it makes sense. We know that there's a lot of people out there who would buy them. A, oh, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of fans who would just buy any edition of Star Wars. There's people like me, and I'm not the only person in the world who hasn't bought Star Wars yet. I haven't seen Star Wars in probably eight, nine years. Wow. Um, and. There's a lot of people like me that if you put out those Blu-rays, I will go buy those movies. I'll buy all six of them, you know? Hell, put it out like a crazy edition where it's got like both cuts of all, <laughs> it's got all seven cuts of every single one of those movies and charge me $200 for it. And I will probably buy it as long as I can get the Star Wars that I want. Um, so I, I think it makes a lot of sense, especially if you put it out before the new one comes out. Yeah, I mean, it but makes that sense, would be, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be interesting if they did it before the first one came out, the next one comes out, because saying, hey, see, look, we, we care about Star Wars. Right. We care about it. You should probably go see the new one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. It does. Uh, it's why I was kind of confused when that last edition, when the Steelbook edition was, was announced, because I was like, are you more confused you... at the characters they put on it? <laughs> I mean, no, because, like, they've always been, like, for the last five years, I feel like their box art for those movies has not been great. Um, the outside stuff for the, the recent editions is cool, but like the inside art is kind of weird. Um, but anyway, I think, uh, my, my fingers are crossed on that one for sure. Uh, they postponed Pacific Rim 2, possibly canceled, probably canceled. Um, so that's probably well, too bad. I read that Guillermo del Toro said that's not true. Yeah, but like, you know, Guillermo del Toro said he was going to make it like in the Math of Madness yeah, a long time ago. Uh, the, the mean, Mountains of Madness. I mean, Mountains of Madness. There you go. Um, which that movie just can't get made. Period. Like, there's a lot of good reasons why that movie's never going to get made. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think it's his new movie looks really good. Possible. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, and that's the other thing. Is it? You could also just mean like, hey, that movie is good, and and projects are going to get moved around, or that that movie's bad. You know, he could Guillermo be doing del Toro control. is a lot like Tom Cruise yeah. where he has so many projects. You really don't know what he's going to do next. Right. Because I mean, Tom Cruise is filming Mena, which doesn't come out till January, 2017. And he's almost done with that movie. Holy shit. So what he's is- doing that one. And then he's going into Jack Reacher too. Right. And then Jack Reacher comes out next November or mm-hmm. in the summer. And then his other movie comes out after that. What's Mena? It's uh, like a eighties. I got, he plays a, like a DEA agent who goes to South America it's like a drug cartel movie. Why is it going to take two years for them to post I have no idea. It? I don't understand it either. That's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Um, there's rumors that Disney's looking around and that they might want to cast Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. Um, I do it. 
I think she'd be great. Uh, I think Emily Blunt will be great in pretty much anything. Um, I wanted to bring it up just because I do, I like, I have to admit that I have this, like, uneasiness just at the idea of them remaking that movie. Well, but at the same time, like, I guess it makes sense. Here's the thing. You don't have to remake Mary, the first Mary Poppins because I'm pretty sure there's four or five books. True. So you could just make another book. And, True. And because, too, is Mary Poppins really only one Mary Poppins? I mean, you can make the argument that... She's like James Bond. Yeah. You she's, mean, she's a freaking <laughs> spy. I mean, because remember, she only comes down to help... Does she help the children? No, 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 no. She's saving Mr. Banks. So she comes down to, uh, <laughs> to help the family. Right. And then, and then goes away. That would so, make a lot of sense. So if she you could come back as somebody else. If you wanted to make it into a franchise, yeah, like just go pick any story, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I don't know. I feel like you'll never replace wanna... the first Mary Poppins. I well, mean, you never... No, it's not that. I was going to say, I, I think you would want to set it in that time period. Oh, like you yeah. can't, you can't totally James Bond the thing. No, I yeah. think a period piece would be awesome. Okay. All right. Cool. Maybe there's a lot of but James Bond. You know a lot of sexy Mary Julie Andrews is in Mary Poppins. Oh my gosh. I love her in that movie. Yep. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, thinking of, or speaking of sexy, badass spy ladies, uh, Elizabeth Banks is apparently in talks to, to remake and direct, uh, Charlie's Angels. Sweet. Which I think would be awesome. Yeah. Here's what I want. I bring this up as a as a big fan of Mac, Mick G's Magnum Opus, <laughs> Charlie's Angels One. Um, I want them to basically take like the the cool, fun, tongue in cheek Charlie's Angels movie that we have and smash it up Not against have Cameron Diaz in it. I, I mean, I don't give a shit. I think she's fine in that movie. That movie is oh, like, yeah. Um. I I I want to smash it up against Man from Uncle and make it like a period piece, That'd like set sweet. it in the time that that show took place, the eighties. Yeah, be sweet. But then still have it be like fun, you know, self aware. I think and, that would be badass. And who doesn't love Elizabeth Banks? Right. I love that she made a she directed Pitch Perfect too, and it yeah. made two hundred million dollars. And I love that she's able to pick what she wants to do next. I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And she's really attractive. Yeah. And funny. I I, I like that. I like the idea of those movies and, and full throttle. Full throttle is one of my bigger disappointments. I'm not going to say wow. one of the biggest. I really yeah, remember. I mean, I, I remember, remember so, cause Charlie's Angels just like blew my mind. No, it's not that. I had a lot of fun with Charlie's Angels one and was really excited. And for that's called throttle. kicking your ass. Right. Yes. I think that's funny. I think that scene is good. This is a guy who doesn't like minions. No. But he's like, mm, Charlie's Angel, that's a pretty good movie. It's fun. I can't even remember if I did see Full Throttle. It, like, it's, it's, not, it's not good. I did. I don't remember anything of it. Oh, the only thing I remember shit. from the first Charlie's Angels is uh, Crispin Glover. And, yeah. Um, yeah, Creepy Thin Man. And, uh, and that's called Kicking Your Ass. Yeah. And there's a part where Cameron Diaz is holding a surfboard. Yes. No, no, that's no, that's full throttle. Is it full throttle? Yes. I don't even know. That's full throttle. I don't yes. even know. Because all of the advertisements for for full throttle were Cameron Diaz and and Demi Moore in bikinis. Oh, that's right. With, yeah. There's also a Rod Stewart song in the first Charlie's Angel. Yeah. Yeah. At the very end, I own the soundtrack to the first Charlie's Angels. It's called Angel. Um, because I really wanted. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Right. Huh. Um, I really wanted the Blink-182 song that plays during the credits, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, it's in that movie, so I can just get the soundtrack, and then I have that song. Um, because I was whatever age and I was like, my parents aren't going to buy me an explicit Blink-182 album <laughs> for just all the small things. Wait, you cared? I would just go buy it. Uh, yeah, Oh wait, sorry. I was 17 at that time. So it was cool. I specifically remember, <laughs> I shouldn't tell the story. I remember being at Walmart and going to buy a CD 
and it uh and and bringing it back and my mom was like what what is this and i was like oh it's this it's this band and they're they're good it's good music like don't worry about it and i was like oh they won an emmy and she was like well, that doesn't mean that like it's good but, uh, well yeah whatever they won some fucking pointless award <laughs> wow. is what i mean wow. that's pretty impressive that's pretty a impressive. band won an emmy <laughs> <laughs> um and uh but I remember that moment as like, oh man, my mom is worried that like this band is not like, is going to be like too rough or is or that it's going to be explicit or whatever. It was, it was fucking Coldplay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not even kidding. Uh, it was Russia Cold Blood to the Head. I remember buying that album and being, and like her being like nervous. Just like, why are you buying non-Christian music? I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. Sorry. It's okay. It'll be all right. Um, sorry, mom. Anyway, uh, the, the, that, that Skull Island movie that I, at least I've been looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, that I think sounds cool. Um, yeah, they are. So now that, um, what is it? Is it Paramount? Yeah. No, no it's Universal. Universal and now Warner that, Brothers. Yeah. Well, but now that Universal has the rights Legendary. to. It's confusing. Just know that Legendary produced both King Kong and Godzilla. Right. And they're trying to make a shared huge right. monster so universe. Legendary is the <laughs> one that's the link now. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so they're going to try to turn that into a trilogy, which I don't know why you make it a trilogy. Like, if, uh, if, if they monsters are going to fight each other, I'm down. Exactly. That's the whole point here, right? We lost Pacific Rim. We're going to get a movie where Godzilla fights King Kong, which Dude, I'm I down with. Dude, wouldn't it be sweet if the last bit is like King Kong grabs his jaws like in the <gasps> first one, and then Godzilla shoots a flame up and it burns him, and he still crushes him, and oh! he falls back, and they're both dead because his he just got scorched, and that'd be sweet. You should write that movie. That's all I'm going to turn in. I'm like, okay, I want my hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> all you all you turn in is just a script for the shot for shot remake of the scene from the thirty three version. It's a cocktail na- napkin with that sentence on it written yeah. in crayon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you've just drawn a picture. There's not even yeah. words. <laughs> but but guys, Godzilla kills King Kong at the same time with his fire breath. <laughs> I'm going to turn in just like George Miller did for Mad Max. Will be like ten pictures. Like yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> I think that sounds like a great, great movie. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, so, cool. I'm down. Uh, and then the very last thing I have is that Nickelodeon is is uh, launching... This is the first time we've ever talked about Nickelodeon news. Um, they're launching a, like... Um, it's funny, you just have me think. S- I'm like, is this the first time you mentioned Nickelodeon? I was about to say Goosebumps, but that's not Nickelodeon. No, no we, yeah. well, we technically I've brought up some stuff about like the Avatar stuff before, mm. and that, yeah, I guess that would te- be Nickelodeon uh, news, but not is. really. Yeah. Uh, this is really news about Nickelodeon. Uh, Nickelodeon is introducing like a, uh, it's like a section. I, I don't know what you call it. Um, it's like Toonami. Remember Toonami mm-hmm. back on the old, uh, you know, this is kind of called this, this it's going to be called the Splat and it's all dedicated to 90s Nickelodeon cartoons, which cool. is like when Nickelodeon got cool, uh, which I think is pretty awesome. That's awesome. I hope it does well, mostly because I hope that they finally start re-releasing some of that stuff on DVD or Blu-ray because there's a lot of good content and some of it, some of I it, love some of it, the word good is in quotes. Um, but there's a lot of good content that they had that back then that you can't get anywhere now. No, I love uh, Doug. I always wanted to have yeah. a dog named Pork Chop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a huge Rockers Modern Life fan. Um, and he he's a dog of, who wears a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> uh, he's a, a wallaby. He's a, a wallaby. wallaby. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. He is Australian. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it in so long. I don't remember. I just know I want to see how filthy shirt. it actually is. Cause it's, that's it, like the, the thing on the memes is uh-huh. like how, how much innuendo there actually was in, like he's calling phone sex lines and stuff and his kids were like, huh. Oh yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Oh yeah. Um, and yet it was still like really, like I still remember the, you know, uh, garbage day is a very dangerous day. 
Um, like that, that was a that was a good show. Wait, wait, what was your Australian accent? I didn't catch that. Uh, ga- <laughs> Garbage day is a very dangerous day. That's uh, that's really just my Rocco voice, but in my head it sounds perfect. Trust me, that sounds amazing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> now say uh, our babies won't be warlords. <laughs> Oh man. We're going to the green place. <laughs> um the other one is like all the early stuff that they had, like salute your shorts and like the live oh, action yeah, Pete Pete stuff. That. Hey, you just hey, dude. can't find. Yeah. Oh man, hey dude. Wild yeah. and crazy kids. Yeah. Uh Wild and Crazy Kids I think would be hard because there's there's so much content there. Because um, that was like a that was like a uh reality kind of show where they were going around and like doing real stuff Stunts with kids. and things. Yeah. Uh, but maybe there's not as much content as I remember. It just seemed like it was always on. So I think it's really cool. Um, I might check that out, but probably not. But I should. <laughs> you should. Yeah. If you want to put it on Blu-ray, you better check it out. I know. I know. But that means I'd have to turn my TV on and understand how my cable box works. <laughs> so I want to see more. You can't do that on television. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Man. See, Nickelodeon, the 90s are awesome. Anyway. Oh, you're at that age already where you're saying, man, back in the 90s, it was so cute. Yeah, back in my day. Yeah. It was pretty Not cool. me. I like being where I am right now. My PlayStation 4 and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish my PlayStation 4 could watch Rocco's Modern Life. That's all I want. Can you not buy them on Amazon? Uh, I don't think you can. Like, I, I think you can get like some DVDs that are like collections. Mm-hmm. You know, It's kind of like the same thing with uh, Inspector Gadget. Like you can't get seasons of Inspector, and I haven't looked in a while. It could be. Remember how badass change. Claw was? His yeah, voice, dude, so good, so good. I'll get you, Gadget. Remember how bad? Oh, that That's was really good. good. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, I am a. I was tuning out there, and I was like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> oh shit!" I, I'm a uh, Gadget fan. You gave me some tingles there. Yeah. Have uh, you seen the Netflix one? No, I heard it's pretty bad. Yeah. I didn't want. I didn't finish it. Uh, yeah. Anyway. That's news. Awesome. We watch movies all week long. Yes, we this do. This is what we watch movies, so come along. <laughs> I, uh, fuck, that was Stu Dr. Claw again. <laughs> <laughs> we have movies for you. <laughs> okay, you're redeemed. All right. Now, everybody, close your eyes and concentrate. This is my boomstick! Do you want to take a leap of faith? Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die! Take only a nudge to make you like me. To push you out of the light. Now you're getting nasty. I only watched a couple things this week. Yeah, me too. Uh, the first thing I watched, I watched a movie called Digging Up the Marrow, which is... Do you guys know who Adam Green is? Yeah, he, he, he directed terrible uh, he hatchet. Did, he used to fart on people's faces back in the nineties and like uh hump things, right? He had no, that finger Tom, movie. Tom Green. A... <laughs> uh, Wait, I was he's he's not the guy who did Friday the thirteenth, Jason Goes to Hell. No, that's Adam Marcus. Oh, okay. Adam Green did Hatchet and a movie called Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um so he's a kind of an old school kind of horror. Frozen's guy. the movie where the people get caught stuck in the in the ski lift. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Have you seen that one? No. It's I good. Just, I remember the poster with it's a ski really lift. good. Um anyways, he made sorry, he made a film uh called Digging Up the Marrow and it has Ray Wise stars in it cool. and he actually is in it as well. And it's a found footage movie. Okay. Um which I didn't know. I got it because the guy we saw the movie with today, Matt, he recommended it to me. 
And so in it, he gets a letter from a fan who says, there's a place called the Marrow where creatures come out of at night. And if you want to come film them, then come film them. And <laughs> so Adam Green is saying, uh, okay, yeah, we'll go down there because this guy's writing really crazy letters. He interviews him and the guy's really weird. And so like all found footage films, it starts really slow and then it starts building up. Uh, and the movie is pretty interesting. It's, it's the problem I have with so many found footage films is they, they all have the same beats to them. Every single one is going to ratchet up. Every time they go back out to the place where the marrow is, it's ratcheting it up a little bit, ratcheting it up a little bit until you see the, eventually you see the monsters and, uh, the creature effects that are really good. Uh, and it's, it's pretty interesting story is the, the reason it, the film was made was Adam Green was at some horror convention and this artist came up to him and gave him his work and is called from the detect, uh, the case work of, I forget, like Deckard. I forget the detective's first name or Deckard Kane. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but anyways, he opened it up and has all these like unusual creatures in it. And this police detective was writing like case files about him. So he decided to write a movie about this guy being crazy and is the marrow really real? And, uh, he made it like a found footage thing. So eventually, uh, there's monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Are they like mist monsters? Are they weird? Or no, they're like, they're, they're like they're like creepy crawly dudes. They're yeah, they're they're like monster mask. They're like uh, like foam latex monsters. I don't know how to. They, they look like old school monsters from the eighties. Sorry, my mom just called while we were while you were talking, and I was really tempted to answer it and be like, "Mom, I'm doing a show right now," and then just <laughs> hang up on her. Uh, so yeah, they're like, hey, mom, you're on the show. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I do like is it's kind of a different. If you're a horror movie fan, it's kind of cool because Kane Hodder's in it. They have a bunch of horror people that are in it, um, playing themselves. And but again, it the monsters are real, and then it always you know keeps on building, 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 and eventually gets to this point where I don't know. Adam Green isn't the best actor, so he's trying to be scared, and I just don't believe it. Now, the monsters look really cool, though. And, yeah, that's sticking up the marrow. It, it, was, it was all right. Uh, sorry, Matt. It wasn't great. He loved it. Um, but that's what's great about art. It's subjective. Oh, everybody. but you've also never been a big found footage fan. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, so it, it's hard for me to That genre itself get... doesn't really work for you. No, it, it, ne- it never has. I, I, I do love Cloverfield because I yes. think that's a little different. That's not, it's not a found footage horror movie. Yeah. It's a found footage monster movie. Uh, but is... the movie's well made and it's, I mean, it's cool seeing the, the designs of this, uh, the special features are cool because it has the artist and he, you know, he's showing you how he designed these creatures and they all look really goofy, uh, in a, in a different way. And it was, I mean, it was fun to watch. It just didn't have that oomph. If I don't even know if that makes any sense. Like, mm. I just wanted it, that performance by Ray Wise is really good. Um, would it have been better if it were not found footage? I think so, but yeah. again, I, I have a hard time with found footage. Right. I always have, and I always try to give them a shot. I'll always, I mean, I've seen all the paranormal activities, right. and I still can't get behind them. Did you even see Ghost Faces or whatever, the marked ones? No, I haven't. That one's on Netflix, so I could watch it. Okay. Uh, but after the last one, I really have no desire to. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it, the movie's, I mean, it's well made. I like Adam Green as a director. I think he makes cool, old school kind of horror films, but... The movie is okay. I mean, it's not, it's, if you like found footage and you like horror films, I don't think it's a waste of time. It's no stealing Harvard is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is no paranormal activity three. It's better than that one. I will say that. Okay. 
Uh, I also decided to watch a movie I've never seen for my comic book movie binge, and I watched The Green Hornet, which is kind of a comic book movie, but it's more of a radio play movie, but they make comics, so I guess it's technically a comic book movie. I guess if you had to lump it into a genre. I guess it's superhero, really. Um, and it's actually pretty fun. Like, I had pretty fun watching the movie. It was better than I thought it would be. Uh, it's a little raunchier than I thought it would be. Yeah, I had fun watching it. I don't think... Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't people, think there's anything People shit on that, that movie, and I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, uh, it's Cameron clever. Diaz doesn't need to be in it. <laughs> yeah. she's, I don't know, maybe I have to sing against Cameron Diaz. I think you do. But she's really good in Vanilla Sky. Is she? Yeah. She plays a psycho in Vanilla Sky. It's pretty good. So Cameron Diaz. No, I know she's in the movie. Amy Poehler. Yeah. <laughs> she's really good in Charlie's Angels 1. <laughs> um. But anyways, The Green Hornet stars... Uh, Seth Rogen as a son of a wealthy newspaper guy. And when his father dies, he inherits the newspaper and he doesn't want to take responsibility. And then one night when he's out with the dude who makes his coffee, who happens to be Kato, they decide they're going to kick dude's asses and become superheroes. And it's pretty fun. Yeah. And I mean, like I had like lots of fun watching. I, it went by really fast and, uh, it's really clever. Um, I I still think that that movie is because I I really enjoy it. I think the way it's directed is cool. I feel like that movie suffers because it was released in January and just dumped. probably like I think nobody saw it and the the I think critics probably saw it and trashed it and then people didn't see it and people were the people who were going to actually like that movie. Yeah, you know, I mean, because the the action scenes are pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. the parts where Kato's slowing everything down and assessing danger is fun and then at the end when uh the car gets cut in half yeah, yeah. The car yeah. Gets, it's pretty fun and then when right. seth rogan tries to do what kato does it doesn't work at all uh, and christoph waltz is really great in it so you don't think i'm scary right <laughs> and i didn't james franco has a great cameo in it <laughs> he's talking about how he doesn't look scary and he looks like shit he's like this is how evil looks now i look good that's Armani. That's Dolce Cabana. <laughs> I want to be James Franco. Just be in everything and be goofy in everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. I don't know what's like the diss or uh, the where people didn't enjoy it. I don't think people saw it. I think they. It's yeah. one of those movies, kind of like Indiana Jones: The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, where they just assumed that it wouldn't be a good movie. Yeah, I think a lot. Well, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. It's a that, good movie. That's a conversation to be had. It, it's a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's not no, a great it's movie. Not a, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, th- I think that Green Hornet is one of those that, yeah, people just, they didn't really see, I think it may have come out at a time when, like, people just sort of assumed that anything that wasn't, like, a big blockbuster um, superhero movie was probably trash. And I think it's definitely weird. It's, it's definitely got some stuff in it that's yeah. a little quirky. Um, oh, yeah. And so you, you've got to understand the sense of humor that it's bringing to it. If you walked into that movie and thought it was going to be like a, a, you know, straight up superhero movie, you, that's not what you got. And if you walked into it and thought that you were going to get a Seth Rogen movie, cause that was also like, Seth Rogen was coming off of like Pineapple Express, you well, know? Yeah. And the thing uh, too is it, it's kind of like a pulpy movie anyways. Right. And I mean, I, it's, I, I actually, the shadow or rocket. Yeah. I really laughed is. when, uh, he, you know, he got shot with the Hornet gun and he's like, Oh man, how long have been out? It's Thursday. Oh wow. Three days. 
no, it's 11 days later. And it, <laughs> like the joke just keeps on adding up. <laughs> right. Like, Wait, did you put a fucking diaper on me? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because yeah. that whole scene plays and it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Man, there was a really great like Seth Rogen moment. I can't remember where it was tonally not right in the film, but it was still really funny. <laughs> Fuck, I can't remember it, but it was really funny. Interesting. Something towards the end. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I had lots of fun watching it. And you should, people should give Green Hornet a try. I had fun. And that's, that's the goal in life, right? Yeah. Is, is to have fun. I, I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, Brad, what'd you watch this week? A fart? <laughs> no, it's James. Yeah, that was, it was totally me. Uh, I watched a bunch of stuff. Um, it? well, actually, I guess two weeks worth because I wasn't here last week. Yep. Um, I watched Masters of the, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, uh, I've never seen that. Is, should anyone watch that movie? <laughs> kind of. Like, <laughs> just, it's so not, like, I didn't watch a lot of He-Man, so I can't really compare it, but no, it doesn't seem I. like the cartoon show at all. <laughs> I don't um, remember the movie at all. There's very little character development. Like, there's just, people are characters, and you just accept that stuff is going on. Courtney Cox is... <laughs> what? From Friends. Wow. Is she in that? I don't yeah. even remember. Holy shit. Um, That'd been like one of her first movies. Yeah. Ro- Robert Duncan McDeal, who is like um, the ensign on Star Trek Voyager, is in it. And she's he's her boyfriend. And uh, so the movie starts out on like this, uh, I guess, Castle Grayskull yeah, planet. Sure. Yeah, okay. I know that word. Grayskull. Yep. Castle Grayskull planet. Yep. Skeletor is taken yeah, over with his army. Um, and so the, resi- the all that's left of the resistance is He-Man... Uh, Man at Arms, I think, uh, okay. which is like a guy with a mustache and like yeah, an army suit. I gotta stop watching saying like so much. Drive me nuts when I rewatch the podcast. Man at Arms is just uh, an old guy in, in, an a, army in a combat suit, suit. like kick ass mustache, not like the forest green, but just kind of a futuristic. Okay, sure. I don't know helmet, digital ads, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's a, I think his daughter or something. It may have been a character created for the movie but um i forget, I forget what her name is some lady but she's kind of dressed like him um okay and then they stumble on to she also have a kick-ass mustache <laughs> no okay no she has like a very form-fitting gray suit yes. with like cross bandoliers and cool with uh, you and a tiara or something weird yeah we see Cleveland. and they shoot <laughs> la- and they shoot laser yeah and they shoot laser guns and in about the second scene of the movie he-man just takes one of their laser guns and starts firing it so all right um i don't know i just always thought he wielded the sword right um but yeah then they run into uh billy barty plays some elfish thing willow creature um and he's he makes uh time travel gadgets so they okay. go to his place to get the other one because Skeletor took the one he, he had. Right, so Skeletor's in the DeLorean, but he's in the train. <laughs> yeah, so... With Willow. Billy Barty, elf guy. Right. They go to his place to get the train. Right. Okay, so um, Willow's in the train. And Skeletor's army tracks him down to his house. Cool. And then they activate the time thing, and it takes them to Earth. Earth... It's not, it's like a time Earth, portal, but where the budget for the film decreases. Yeah, we can't. Quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's like in the first ten minutes. So fantasy, <laughs> fantasy world ran out of budget, probably all in Skeletor's castle. Right. Um. And then yeah, they go to Earth where they just drop in on like a barbecue restaurant where Courtney Cox works. Nice. And she's in the process of. You find out like her parents died, uh, in a plane crash, and she's 
in the process of changing her life and moving away and she's going to leave her boyfriend. Uh, but, uh, does he know that? He does. He's like, I wish you wouldn't do it, but I understand and I support you. Weird. (laughs) Us breaking up. Okay. But, uh, the time when they go through the portal, they lose the time device and those two pick it up. And so he man and his friends try to track them down and then Skeletor sends his like set of bounty hunters like Darth Vader does in Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Um, so, so they now int- Boba Fett, they introduce like Bosk and Boba Fett right. yeah, in yeah, the same yeah. fashion that this does. And they track down He-Man's gang. And so it's like, they're all following each other through town. They go to like main street and to this record shop. Uh, and there's this huge gunfight in like main street. And then Skeletor fed up with his bounty hunters, not tracking them goes, does the job himself. So he comes down main street in this gigantic spaceship where he's just like sitting in a throne on top of it. And, yeah. Um, by the time he arrives, He-Man and his crew have already gone. Right. And, uh, that's kind of when I started like paying less attention to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Cause this sounds awesome. Like there's. Yeah. And they eventually go back to Castle Grayskull and have a big fight there. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is the record shop the one from High Fidelity? Um, John Cusack wasn't there, so, or Jack oh, Black, so I'm, I don't I'm know. Out, I'm out. And I'll I'm tell out. you one more thing, He Man. That is a fucking Cosby oh, sweater. So they go, <laughs> they go to the record shop. <laughs> they go to the record, record shop because Courtney Cox, or Robert Duncan McNeil's character, uh, when they find it, it he thinks it's, it's a, cause when you play it to activate the, the portal, like it makes sounds. Sure. So it's like this, it's like a keytar <laughs> looking device. <laughs> so he's like, oh, this is, this is a Japanese, instrument like from the new wave so he takes it to his buddy at the record shop to figure out exactly what it is and his buddy's like i've never seen one of these before but it's super cool (laughs) and by them playing around with it you know sets off a radio signal for the bounty hunters to track him down there um so yeah and then uh the whole point of them getting back to castle gray skulls because skeletor is in prison uh this um like one of the elders Sure. With all the pow- who has all the powers in this uh, like cryostasis thing, right? And so they got, yeah. they got a little- <laughs> and he's slowly draining her power into his power, and it'll oh, like be rogue. done, huh? Like rogue, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll be done by like in the morning, so that's why they're in a hurry to get the portal and go back. And yeah, and he does eventually consume all that power, and then he man defeats him, and then he gets all that power, so he has the power. <laughs> And he's able to share it with the other. The, power. Yeah. the whole time I was just waiting for him that? to say that line. I think he says it at the very end of the movie. Ugh. And I think there, there was a tag scene at the end, like, oh yeah, Skeletor rises out of the, cause he falls down like his pit. Right. And then the, the, like the Marvel style tag scene at the end is he rises out of the water and he's like, I'll be back. <laughs> cause they knew there was going to be a sequel. No, and that's Frank Langella, by the way. Yeah. Skeletor. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Usually only serious movies. I've yeah. seen it, but I don't remember a single thing about it. Yeah. You telling me it doesn't sound familiar at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun watch in a cheesy way, just like, oh yeah, they tried to make this movie back then, but you know. That's fair. Yeah. Cool. What uh, else? I wouldn't watch it otherwise. Um The League season six, I think. That's a good season. Came out. Yeah. yeah. I think the only episode I really enjoyed was uh the Rafi Dirty Randy prequel where they're at the where they that meet each other good. in this insane asylum. Yeah. Um so that was fun. And then, um, what else did I watch? Oh, I, s- Blacklist season two. I feel like, spoilers for that season, but the very last thing Ralphie does in that season, I think that's pretty good. Um, the, where they where Kevin's trying to set up the prank and Ralphie's, Ralphie's understanding of pranks and how pranks work 
Uh, oh my god! I can't, I, I, the whole thing with the gasoline, with the kerosene, right? His idea of a oh, yeah. his idea of a prank is to douse them in kerosene and light them on fire. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be hilarious. Yeah, oh, the, the whole man. thing of the season is it's set up that one of their other league members, who's usually not in the core group, dies, and whoever wins the league that year is going to inherit his Malibu beach house. Yeah. So the whole season they're just trying to one up each other and right. Um, Andre, uh, he, he becomes Teflon Andre because suddenly he's way more, uh, he's not cool, but like they can't pick he's on him. He's savvier. Yeah. Yeah. And he's able to one up everybody, but he's secretly getting help from right. <laughs> someone who good. can hurl insults. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, um, good. I liked it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Blacklist, Blacklist season two. Cool. Um, I really enjoyed season one, but I think season two is a bit of a, Decline? Decline. Oh, man. Yeah. Is it already on its third season? It's coming up? Probably wow. this month. Yeah, it's probably yeah. airing. Um, huh. Just only because, like, I was so on board with it, but halfway through, they bring Tom Keen back for Which this Tom shitty Keen? fucking storyline. Her husband. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's a, So, obviously, he was a double agent, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's obvious from, like, episode one. And yeah. They, they try to toy around with it, but they're bad at toying around with things. But they set up how bad he actually is, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I know that at this point. Yeah. But in season two, they try to redeem him as this nice guy. And right. it's horrible. Yeah, because they're going to come... I, 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 can, I can tell you exactly what they're going to do. Because he's going to come back and be like, I really loved... I, I was... Yes, you're right. I worked for the bad guys. But I... Working with you, I like, I actually fell in love with you and I actually care and like, I want to be good again and like, you, you redeemed me. Like, you brought me into the light. Yeah. And the part that makes it hate me the most is she totally falls for that shit. Ugh. So that character who Why? should be like this strong female protagonist. Yeah, her dad is a smart dude. Yeah. Who's really clever and can do all this crazy shit with the blacklist. And then like, she, why is she so dumb? Oh, cause she's a woman being written for network television. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, stupid. Even though like her working with James Spader is making her into the strong character, when Tom King comes back, she just like melts and it's super annoying. And uh and that storyline of is he her father or is she not? Still not answered. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kid I don't give a shit. They play with it again and again. It gets so convoluted when they try to explain why Tom King's good and everything. Um that I was just like, I'm out. This like those all those factors combined, I'm like, next season really needs to do something that changes the game. Yeah, I, you know what doesn't matter to that character who her biological father is, like it. it They're playing uh, it up as like this big super secret, but also telegraphing at the same time that I can't figure out. Like it has to be some know, major to warrant two seasons worth of a storyline. Right, you don't know which answer. It's either yes or no, and either answer at this point is probably just annoying. Yeah, and like, they come up with another convoluted way to explain that he's not. But by the end, you're you're still oh, I can see how he would still be. So why are you teasing us? Yeah, that's so stupid. Ugh. If someone just say Ugh. something, you know what was really and good? even Tom Keen knows, and he won't say anything. It's like a. Because I think I'd tell you this little tidbit. I don't give a shit. Tell me whatever. Um, Red Reddington hired Tom Keen. What the fuck? To be her husband. Ah. Well, to be her friend, but then he became her husband, and that's when he got pissed off. But anyway. I want to go watch Alias now. Yeah. At least when Alias gets convoluted and stupid, it's fun. Ugh. But the good part of the seasons are all, like, tracking down Berlin again, and there's, like, a 180 on Berlin that's surprising. Weird. Um, 
All right. Well, and there's uh, this thing called the fulcrum, which is this crazy cool. radio device. Yeah, it's it's weird. All right. Well, um, yeah. I'm probably still gonna watch season two because I mean, I like just to watch it. Kevin, it's super annoying. No, who who's the uh, James, James Spader. Spader? Yeah, uh, yeah. James Spader. Ultron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. Ryan's about just, that trying, show. just trying to get it. You yeah. should, you, honestly, I think you would probably like. Here, I'll get Ryan back in the game. So I watched The Patriot again. Nice. Oh. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's a uh, definitely Roland Emmerich's best movie probably oh yeah for sure um, it is a little silly in places but it is yeah but it still has a line and it's where friggin long oh yeah. Yeah, it's like three and a half hours yeah. where uh she says you've done nothing to be ashamed of i have done nothing and for that i am ashamed I'm like yeah yeah america the script is pretty good oh yeah. it's great i like the I scene love that movie i like that he's like carrying his son's little toys around and he melts them down to, into bullets to kill the the red coats. Yeah, but he doesn't use that bullet on the main bad guy, which is disappointing. But he stabs him, with an him in the flag. neck. <laughs> yeah, he stabs him with. Oh man, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, they're pretty loosey goosey with the facts, but they <laughs> of the American Revolution. Yeah. But what they do is they combine a lot of it. I mean, that battle that he lost is a true battle in the American Revolution. But yeah, the the guy the. Jason Isaacs, right? The, yeah. the main bad guy. Uh, he is a combination of a couple of, uh, British soldiers. Yeah. So I, I love that movie. I don't care that it's hokey at parts. <laughs> I don't care that it's a little silly. Oh, yeah. But, dude, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty brutal. Like, oh, all those, yeah. that whole town getting burned in that, in that church. Oh, and, yeah. Like, yep. so many people. Or, dude, when he kills all those dudes with a tomahawk at, to save Heath Ledger. Ah, oh, I might watch that movie tonight. This is a movie that, like, kills the dog, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't care. It took me a second. No one's saying, safe. I was like, what dog? And I was like, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I also rewatched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014. Yeah. Oh. Um, Why? Because it's free on Netflix. And I was like, I was, oh, man, I figured I'd give it a I chance. I got it for $4 at Tradesmark. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, it didn't improve. Um, it didn't fuck it's like <laughs> sitting on my shelf because of my comic book movie you didn't stuff. watch it yet i haven't watched it yet but, but uh, re-examining it i was able to well hate it more but also <laughs> dilute it down to the fact that the whole movie is just people explaining shit like yeah. no one discovers anything they just go into rooms and talk to each other and tell each other the story yeah it's so lazy it's it, that's yeah, my biggest beef know, with it. it's, the, it's a the, lazy film the biggest thing i remember from that is when donatello is in the they're captured and he's able to mouth or point at adrenaline to shoot into the canisters or whatever they're in. So like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, that's the only thing I remember. I do remember, I think the, is the scene where they're going down the side of the mountain still pretty cool. No, no, it's, it's clearly like it's, a CGI. It's so fest. CG that it's like, um, Damn it. yeah, I, it's yeah. the longest mountainside ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends in a sewer doesn't it yeah there's a sewer line that goes straight to new york city so you guys remember this way better than i do yeah maybe that's well i just probably, watched it <laughs> that's maybe that's well when's the last time you saw it only in the, theater. in the theaters yeah 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 well, i remember it the trailer i was gonna say like the only the thing i don't like about that movie is that it's not fun like my biggest beef is that i don't have fun with that movie <laughs> yeah it's not I, fun it's lazy um, I, it could be as lazy. I, I like a Transformers movie. I'm the I'm the easiest person to win here. I don't care about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that much. I like Transformers movies. Like that means it should be really easy for you to make a TM, TMNT movie that I like. So, how did you screw it up? Well, they got well, you got another chance next year, buddy. Yeah. yeah. 
Hopefully they'll. Oh, I know how they didn't make let, it more fun. It's not directed by Michael Bay. That's why. That would have made it better. This one wasn't directed by Michael Bay. No, I know. And that's what I'm saying. It would it that TMNT movie would be better if it were directed by Michael Bay. A lot of hero shots. <laughs> yeah. Slow motion, like slowly yeah. spinning across the camera. The, last... the, the jokes about Megan Fox's ass would have been better. More sexist, but better. Because there's like that scene where they're in the van. Yeah. I'm yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. I'm just saying. There's there's dumb shit in that movie. I'm a 33 year old man, and I was like. <laughs> this is stupid. That's not okay. <laughs> no, no, none of it's okay. I'm just saying, like, yeah, all aspects of it would have been better, even the stuff that's shitty and offensive. And I, I want you to watch the DVD because I want to find out where the because there's that action figure of Raphael in the trench coat that they made, and then there's the behind the scenes of him wearing it on set, but it wasn't in the movie. So is there like a deleted scene oh, right. on the disc? That, yeah, I have to check it out. But watch yeah. the DVD because that way it'll be grainy on your screen and you won't be able to tell how bad the CG is. <laughs> yeah. And the last thing I watched was uh, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, which was oh, right. meh. Yeah. Like, the idea is cool. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. how violent it is, because I just recently watched it, too, and but you're just like, meh. But Christopher Walken is the headless horse- horseman with the weird teeth and everything. Yeah. It just looks yeah. goofy. And I don't then know why he has the teeth. Not terrifying. Well, yeah, that's because it's Tim Burton. Like, yeah. he doesn't know when to stop. It's cool when the horse, like, jumps out of the tree. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, everything else is just so bland. Like, even the... Everything's so black and gray yeah. in town. No, I agree. Um, and none of the character, like there's the, all the townspeople, nothing, nothing really stands out. And then again, the very end of the movie, I don't know if you remember, but like one of the women in town was actually a witch. Yeah. And she again, like does the James Bond villain thing where yeah. she talks her whole plan to Christina Ricci and you're just mm-hmm. like, yep. But yeah, it's the stepmother. It seems like they're trying to yeah. wrap up a bunch, up a bunch of stuff because they ran out of money or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's oh. parts of that are cool. I, I think. The character of the Headless Horseman looks badass. Yeah, when he jumps upon the bridge, like yeah. they're waiting for him, like, oh, he can't cross the bridge, so he obviously would just go over it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's some cool moments in it, but yeah, it kind of just falls apart. You're right. Yeah. And there's some really cool, like, head effects, like people's oh, yeah. heads getting chopped off, where, like, in the same shot, um, where they're surprised, you know, to have yep. get lopped off, and it looks pretty convincing. Yeah, the part where he drags a dude out of the church is really cool. Hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't quite, it doesn't end well. Because it gets too Tim Burton-y. Yeah. yeah, and they have that escape thing on the windmill. Mm. Yeah, it just seems like a really convoluted setup. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. James? Uh, so, I've really only got one thing this week. Um, I I watched a movie called The Apartment, which is an old Jack Lemmon movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I I went into it sort of expecting, like, you know, it's an old 1960 film with Jack Lemmon. I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be... Um, some like it hot or like, you know, it's going to be one of those comedies, right? And it is not. Um, it's funny. It's really fun, but it is way more dramatic than I expected. Uh, so the apartment is the story. Jack Lemmon plays this guy who, um, works at a desk job downtown in New York and he's got an apartment near his office and he works late every day because his bosses all use his apartment to have sex in. Uh, and this is the actual plot of a 1960s film, and they are like pretty upfront with what is ha- what is going on, which I found like I found the amount of like risque and slightly taboo stuff that's in this movie kind of interesting because I was like, wow, I wouldn't have expected this from a Jack Lemmon, you know, 1960 film. Um, so what happens is he his bosses all really like him because they let him have their affairs in his apartment, you know, so that way they can be downtown and then once they are done they go home to their wives and families and whatever 
Um, which again, they are very upfront about like how skeezy and kind of shitty these dudes are. And, um, and so when they're at his apartment, he's like, he gets locked out and he's, you know, wandering around in the rain because he's got to wait for these guys to leave. And then like, they forget to give him his keys. And it's just like a horrible pain in the ass. Like his life is just miserable because these guys are always in his apartment and he can't use it. And, and they come in like, like they'll joke about having eaten all of his food and like, Oh, you don't have those crackers. I like anymore. Like, ah, you gotta go get those cheese crackers again. Those are really great. You know, they, he's always got to buy more booze cause they drink all of his booze. Uh, but they all really like him and they're, they're getting him promoted at work. So finally he gets promoted and his, his new boss, uh, he goes to meet with his new boss and his boss is like, you know, I know everything about what's going on. Like, uh, you guys haven't pulled one over on me. Like, I know everything that goes on at this business. Like, I've, I've heard about this apartment. Like, tell me what's going, like, you, you need to just be upfront. And he's trying to like hide it and whatever. And finally his boss is like, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you, this is going to stop. You're going to stop letting them use the apartment. Okay. And Jack Holman's like, okay, fine. It's like, now I've got two tickets to a show tonight. I'm going to give them to you and you're going to give me the key to the apartment. So now he's got this same deal with his new boss. Uh, and what it turns out being is that his new boss is having an affair with the elevator lady, Shirley McLean, uh, who Jack Lemmon is also kind of in love with. And that's where the movie, like you think it's just going to be like that kind of a comedy, right? Like, Oh, this is kind of wacky. But the truth is it starts digging into the emotional state of Shirley MacLaine as she figures out what's really going on. Um, and she like almost tries to kill herself. Jack Lemmon's got to help her through all this stuff. Like it, it turns into more of a romance and more of a drama than I certainly expected. I think it's really good. Uh, I think it's a great movie. Um, it's about two hours long or a little bit less. Uh, I think I watched it. I got it on Amazon, but it's, it's not free anywhere, uh, but totally worth a rental. Um, Probably one of my favorite Jack Lemmon performances. I think he's really good in it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would highly recommend it. I think it's, it's pretty cool. Um, just interesting because it wasn't what I anticipated. Um, probably actually a lot better than what I anticipated. So, yeah, I think it's worth checking out. Anyway. Classing it up. That's, that's what I've seen. Me and Brad watched, you know, Digging Up the Marrow and, TMNT two fourteen and you're <laughs> watching Hornet. the apartment. Yeah, um, yeah. What does that say? Right. Uh, I haven't had a chance to read any new comics this week, so I will tell you to go to Colorado Coins Cards and Comics and pick up this one trade paperback that uh, I've been reading, but I haven't read this week. I don't think I've mentioned it on the show yet. There, uh, we talk about the Batman animated series all the time. Yeah. Uh, there is a great comic series called Batman the Animated Series. And in it is, they're all one shots. Okay. They're all one shots and they all deal with characters from the cartoon show and they're all really fun. Hmm. Um, and you can get the trade paperback. The, I think the first two are out now. They're each $14.99. I think there is uh, 10 comics in each one and the art is really cool. It's done in the style, obviously, of the animated series. But it's not Paul Dini? Uh, Paul Dini writes some of them and then, uh, Ty Templeton writes the other ones and he's really good too. Okay. Uh, but Paul Dini probably writes a third of them and, uh, Bruce Tim draws, I think one or two of them. Okay. 
Uh, but it, they're really fun. I mean, you'll have one where it's the Joker, and I mean, they're always going to be silly little ones. Uh, yeah. There's one with the Killer Croc because he's. There's even a cartoon of it. He's escaping from the circus. Um, it's just cool because the tone of it's really still dark. Yeah. But it expands on the universe. Cool. So where you'll see, you know, the first episodes of the series was Man Bat. Well, right. they have a Man Bat issue where. He kind of turns back into Man Bat, and Batman has to figure out how to turn him back again. Cool. Um, and then there's some issues that just deal with Batgirl. There's some that just deal with Robin. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm really down with just a Robin adventure. But they do a really good job with them. And, you know, they talk about the Flying Graysons and things like that. So it's kind of – it's a really fun little trade paperback. Neat. And if you love the the animated series, definitely go get it. Again, you get 20% off trade paperbacks there. And it's totally worth it. Uh, I think he, I think he, there's two of them. And last time I was there, I think there was a, still a couple of them left. So uh, I would definitely pick up Batman the Animated Series. I, I think the actual name of the comics was Batman Adventures. Oh, okay. But you'll know. Like, if you go to Batman, it's, like, unmistakable what right. it is. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah. Or you can ask Andrew what the exact title is. I'm pretty sure it's Batman Adventures, though. Cool. Um, but, yeah, I loved it. Uh, and you also get to see the Penguin and, you Neat. know... Um, the Mad Hatter. I always thought the Ventriloquist was kind of a creepy villain. Oh, totally. Uh, oh, yeah. Because you never one know the, what he's thinking. And he, one of the a, more disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, definitely pick that up. Visit Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Fun times had there. Cool. And hopefully I can start reading comics again soon. I've been doing... My uh, school is kicking my ass, like, reading-wise, because I have to read so much. Yeah. And so, by the time I'm done, I, eh, I'm just going to watch football. Right. Uh, but anyways... Uh, this week, we actually, I was really excited because this week I didn't know what we were going to watch. Yeah. And when, because, and Alamo doesn't release their schedule till about Wednesday uh, yeah. for some movies. And when I saw Cooties was playing at Alamo's, I, I got really excited. So, Brad, should people go see the movie Cooties? Yes. <laughs> James, should people see Cooties? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. This movie's fun. I think so too. This movie was a lot more silly than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it takes place in a town called Fort Chicken. Like, yes. that's what you need to know. So, yeah, here, here's the trailer for Cooties. Watch it! Sorry, didn't see that. Well, maybe you should take in your surroundings more. Yeah. You are so ugly. You look like you got chicken pox. If chicken pox is made out of hemorrhoids, you listening to me? What are you, sick or something? Oh, look! Carnage! You can't eat the teachers, man! Shelly has cooties. He's right. This is a foodborne virus. The chicken nuggets. Virus is only dangerous if you haven't gone through puberty. Are you kidding me? At three o'clock, the parents will come to pick up their kids. We can signal them for help. Hey! 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 That's Indiana. That's Ohio. It's an epidemic. Let's roll! 
remember that suiting up montage in every action film? This is that scene. Are we ready? Ready. 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 I'm gay. Oh, I knew it. Rock and roll! Cooties is a movie that is about children who get infected with a zombie virus by eating contaminated chicken nuggets. Which the opening shots of that movie are pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. about it's chickens getting ground up. Yeah, well, and and not just that, but like there's this one chicken nugget that is all gross and deformed and clearly has like stuff in it. Um, I know made, when made the, from the revenge and hate of the chicken who had his neck broken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when that one girl bit it, and all that black oh, ooze came out, it's pretty so grouchy. Um, yeah. But yeah, in it, Elijah Wood plays a struggling writer who's subbing at this school in Fort Chicken. And <laughs> when he's there, he meets Miss Lucy, played by Allison Pill, who's she's so adorable. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rain Wilson is in it as well as like Wade. Uh, Wade. Wade, her yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, P- Wade. Yeah, PE teacher. Wade. Yeah, he's the PE teacher. Uh, he's a PE teacher, and <laughs> he kind of... I, 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 everybody knows the guy who lives on their past high school glories. You know, he's a three-time all-state player, yeah. state champion. He starts off as that cliche, but they, yeah. they add some more depth to him. Like, they redeem him, for sure. And the movie is kind of goofy. Uh, yeah. I love that it doesn't take itself too seriously because you really have a movie about zombie kids. Yeah, like the fun here is that you're going to watch a bunch of kids pretend like they're zombies and try to attack, uh, you know, adults. Yeah. You know, and eventually watch adults beat the shit out of kids. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, too, because uh, the movie has – I love the random people that show up. I mean, my favorite bit from it was, follow me. I know CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> it's annihilated. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Instantly. I, I think my favorite one might be when when uh, the – is it Patriot? Yeah, no. Patriot. Well, but I, whenever the zombie breaks in and um, – and attacks one of the teachers in the teacher's lounge, and they lock it into that cabinet, and the one guy just screams, who the hell was that? Because <laughs> like, it's this actress we haven't seen in the movie before. She yeah. just appears so she can get eaten by a zombie. Uh, that one I, I really loved. Or when Badger, the police officer, shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, Sheesh. Yeah. But you you, you got to know in this movie that if if you go into it and you don't think – that the idea of Rain Wilson clotheslining a little girl is funny, you're not going to like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's got to be... You've got to understand that. That's like how shitty they makes like a lot of the kids. It makes them oh, yeah. funnier. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as um, Elijah Wood shows up at school, like, there's the one kid arguing with the mom. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fuck you, mom. <laughs> yeah. oh, man, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Was that Patriot? Do you think? Oh, it might have been Patriot. I kind of want to go back Maybe. and see if that's Patriot. Because he's such a dick. Yeah. Like, he's the worst I don't want you human. to call me... Mr. That's it. I want you to call me by my first name, cunt. Yeah. Because <laughs> Elle and I together. Oh, his Clint. It was The movie's really fun. I, I love the line in the last 30, or no, while you were saying that, I looked at like a thousand tits on the like, yeah. However he said that line. Because he's just like sitting there surfing the internet on his phone. Oh, man. Yeah, the movie's the, kid's the worst. It's actually better than I thought it would be, too. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I had a lot of fun watching it. I mean, it's really violent. 
Yeah. Uh, they don't pull the punches like on the kids. Yeah. It's not the most sophisticated gore. Like it, it, no. I don't know that there was any, I, I mean, honestly, I think that like Turbo Kid is gorier and more effective in its gore than even this was. Um, it's uh, just, it's Patriot's sort of, face at the end with his jaw hanging off. Uh, pretty that, sweet was pretty, that, that was pretty good. Yeah. Cause there yeah. were some like, you know, teachers getting their guts ripped out effects that were like, oh, it's clearly rubber and yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Patriot's face at the end was sweet. And it seems like they were limited by, you know, what, what you can do to kids and for how long. Um, so there's not a lot of, you know, kids with super gory, you know. Yeah. Cause I mean, you don't want to make it uncomfortable. Or, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. I, Cause you're still, they never really with... seem like dead kids, right? They yeah. never seem like, they never really seem like zombie kids. They just seem like evil kids with a virus, yeah. right? Yeah. The, to the, uh, the writer for Scream, what's his name? I mean, Saw, Lee... Lee Guano? Yeah, he's he's pretty funny in it. Yeah, he's... I, he's reading the book, How to Talk to People. <laughs> it's bring up is that who that is? Yeah. yeah, he's oh, from funny. the first Saw. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, he's great. Man, um, everything he says... Like, he becomes maybe my, my favorite character in that movie. Which uh, added extra layers to the little girl on the tricycle, who, like... Oh, yeah. Just, like, the, the jigsaw oh, dummy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. No, it was, he had a lot of funny lines and it's funny. He's just like, Oh, that's the writer. So that's why he has the best lines. Yeah. In the movie. <laughs> but even in the background, if you watch him, he was pretty funny. He's oh, trying yeah. to get comfortable all the time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was pretty fun. I, I was pretty impressed with how funny the movie was. I kind of <laughs> felt like the ending, they ran out, they didn't know where else to go. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, so they, they just sort of stopped. I feel like their, their solution was just like, well, maybe we'll set up a franchise and there'll be a sequel. So let's keep all the characters yeah. around. Yeah. Um, and that back lot, I'm pretty sure is the Warner Brothers back. Yeah. Lot. That's yeah. what I was thinking oh, too. When I was watching, I've seen that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like oh, the, yeah. the movie theater had like really recent posters. So yeah. Uh, one of the posters that, is for cooties. Was it? Yes. Oh. They've got the cooties poster up I saw there. the girl walks home alone one, which is like really current. So I didn't see the cooties one. But that's yeah. funny. Yeah. It's like just out of, just out of frame. I think the you see the end one. of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And it's weird because the marquee says watch the skies. So there was this really, I got super paranoid at one point because I thought like they get to Danville and I thought, oh shit. <laughs> it's not for a chicken. Hate Danville. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just keep hearing Allison Pill talk about Rob how much Petrie's he... hometown. That is. is it, wait, is yeah. it a real town? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Ohio. I don't know oh, Fort man. Chicken is, but yeah, Danville <laughs> is where Robert Petrie is. Oh, from. funny. Um, wait, so they're in Ohio, and yet when they see Illinois. The... Oh, it's in. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Never mind. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. The well, but still, yeah. So they're looking at the TVs, and they say that's. Oh no! They say Indiana and Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That is breaking out what, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care. I, 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 in my head, Fort Chicken is in like an imaginary state, <laughs> like some cartoon world. It's a Springfield. Right. Exactly. Um, shit. Now I don't remember where I was. Oh, I got really paranoid because I saw the marquee that said, watch the skies. And I was like, are they going to make this like, you know, oh, well, Fort Chicken had a zombie outbreak, but like, you know, where the town that they get to is in a completely different movie, going through a completely different kind of cliche thing. I thought I thought it was going to turn into an alien movie and just stop. Like I thought that was going to be the weird cliffhanger, and that that would have been way too much and and ridiculous. And I'm glad it didn't go that way. I was just being paranoid and you know weird. Um, yeah, I just I kept being distracted by that marquee. I was like, why does it say that? I I love the the poster for. I haven't seen the film, but I love the name of it. It's uh, A Girl Walks Alone Home at Night. I love the name of that yeah. movie. I heard it's a good movie, but 
It's also like Armenian, so I probably won't watch it, but yeah, I think it's on Netflix. Right Is now. it? I just, I love the title. Yeah. I think the title's great. But anyways, yeah, no, the movie was, I had fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, and it's, you know, September and I was able to see a movie I enjoyed. Why are all the phones so old? Like, why do those kids I, have phones from the night? I can't, that bothered me. Sometimes I think they do that so it doesn't age the film. When it comes Maybe, out. but it looks like it, it, it feels like it ages the film immediately. I know that's what Sam Raimi does. If you watch Sam Raimi and all the clothes people wear in his movies are usually not, um, they're not trendy. Trendy. Yeah. They usually have brown shoes, jeans, that's right. a thing he does. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if everybody does it, but just weird. Yeah. yeah. I had fun. I, it's the second horror movie about sexually transmitted diseases that we've seen this year. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't sexually transmitted. Eh, cooties. Cooties are basically an S. They're, they're it's, STDs from not having sex. It's a foodborne illness, James. No, no, no. I, the actual, like, like the actual cooties of when kids are kids is all about, like, girls have cooties, boys have cooties. So it's, from it's touching, about, not from sexual contact. No, I know. What I, the fuck is wrong with I you? Know, Your mother is listening to this. I, you know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, you know, I do love, uh, the, one of my favorite little bits, too, was... Uh, he says, yeah, you know, after I got the hit in the head, sometimes I just say the wrong rowboat. <laughs> Word? Word. Word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was great. Man. Uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. I'll buy that when it comes out. Yeah. It's one I need to watch a couple times, I think. Yeah. yeah it's it a good, good party movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's one of those where the, there's like, there's plenty of like, of silly moments that are setups for really great stuff. Yeah. So even as, or even as corny as like the, um, <laughs> Nap times, motherfuckers is <laughs> yeah. as corny as it is. You needed that, yeah. Like yeah. you really wanted to see him like light a bunch of zombies on fire and say nap time, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, what did he man. say when he's like telling her that he bought her an engagement ring? Oh gosh, you mean at the he's end? Like just get out. Oh fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, no, it's go fuck yourself. Oh so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reaction is so good. I love too because most of the characters too were not good people. No. Elijah Wood was the hipster. He only cares about his shitty movie. I know. Yeah. A, a kill kill the them all. Yeah. Oh, I love the yeah. title. Uh, about a guy who wants to fuck a boat. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. wants to fuck the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's but, like, what about running around like hobbits? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have oh, a few people from the office around, in that yeah. movie. That feels like an improvised line, just yeah. like just to make Elijah Wood crack. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm an orc. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, two people from the yeah, office because we have Meredith and oh, that's Dwight. right, Dwight. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. I don't know the actress's name who plays her. Do you, Kate Flannery? Kate Flannery. Yeah, hmm. I'm sure as a writer, you appreciated like her thing of it was good. It was wonderful. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, be serious. Oh no, well, if I have to say one thing, it's this, 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 this. And this. My my favorite piece of it was actually him in the car, like rewriting the first sentence of the first pair of the first chapter, and then like going through the same nonsense, like to write a shitty sentence, and then ending it with "It's coming along. It's coming along." <laughs> you're like, no, no, it's not. You haven't decided whether or not your first sentence is he didn't know the boat was evil. <laughs> yeah, the way he says it, it just sounds poorly constructed. Why is there a creepy man in a hat hanging out outside your window? Uh, I'm gonna see the mailman casting weird shadows on the wall. This is I'm scared. Yeah, it's the mailman. Whoa, he comes by all the time. Here comes Reggie. Yeah. Uh, Reggie's asleep in the bedroom. He won't come out. Three, two, one. Ah, <laughs> uh, so next week on Real Nerds Podcast. Ah! 
Hey, you got a game informer. Sweet. <laughs> um, we'll be. I'll be seeing the Green Inferno. James will be seeing the Keeping Room. The Pussy. Um, whoa, whoa. Because because you're too chicken shit to see the Green Inferno. No, I just don't. Th- I don't give a shit. I would much rather see the Keeping Room. Well, I'm going to see the Keeping Room with you, and I'm going to see Green Inferno. I'm going to not see the Keeping Room with you. I'm going to sit on the opposite side of the theater. I'm going to go make my own movie. Yep. Right. Brad's going to be busy. Um, thanks for listening. Cool. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Nap time, deliver fuckers. <laughs> <laughs>